can. I'm, I'm not gonna hurt you. The first rule. We must always give back to the force which provides for us. So when you hunt or scavenge, do it for two. One for the forest, and one for you. Where are your parents, kid? Anyone else around here? The second rule. When your will is almost gone and you feel like giving up, find comfort in singing our song. If you want to go with me in the morning, I could get you somewhere safe. I just mean I noticed you were running low on canned food and I could... No. The third and final rule. Now this is the most important rule of all. You must never, ever let go of the rope. Do you know what that was? Have you ever heard that before? Uh, I don't think so. Whatever is out there ain't gonna go away if you keep feeding it. We can set a trap for it. I mean, unless you just feel safe all alone out here. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Cinemondo podcast with with uh, Kathy, Mark, Burke, and somebody else. Who is that? I think we have a guest. It's a guest. Yes. Somebody left yes, the door we... unlocked. <laughs> he came in. He's squatting with us for a while. No, we're very happy to welcome into the Cinemondo studios Daniel Robinette, who is a the director of the new film Tethered, starring Alexandra Paul, uh, Kareem Ferguson and Jared Lawfrey that is currently playing in theaters and is playing locally here at the Glendale Lamleys uh, and other theaters across the country. And uh, we're here to talk about that movie and his filmmaking prowess and how he got started. <laughs> thanks, Dan, for coming on for a little bit. Oh, my God. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, <laughs> thanks for using the word prowess. To <laughs> Expertise, <What>? genius. <laughs> All that stuff, yes. <laughs> Oh so, um, well, we love indie filmmaking. We love hor indie horror. That's kind of a uh, staple of the Cinemondo it. canon. Yeah. So um, when we got this screener, we really enjoyed the film. And so that's why I reached out and to see if you were interested in coming on and talking about how this film was made and uh, everything about it. So here we are. Here you are, and we <laughs> all all of us work in the industry, so we know how how hard it is to to take an idea to think of an idea and think wow i should make a movie and then to go through this process and at the end of that process you have a finished film yeah. that's in theaters i never get tired of that story how they that, how you do it that middle part is uh, <laughs> i've been working in this industry for decades multi multi decades and i'm still completely mystified by how it ever happens <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we, when we were done with this, I would feel like, oh, it's done. We got it. <laughs> Are you sure? Really done? <laughs> <laughs> did we miss anything? <laughs> yeah. So Tell us how you got started. How did you start this process? Yeah. Uh, so back in 2015, uh, we started Four Leagues Media, which is our production company, local in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, before that, I was in advertising and marketing. Um, 
went to school for design. I grew up a huge film fan. Um, this sounds like my life, by the way. I know it this sounds like exactly it me. sounds like my uh, parents just gave me yes. movies constantly. That's all I did. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what we did. Literally, like I, I, if you could see the library my grandparents and my parents had of just you know three movies on one VHS tape, and then <laughs> giving them to us and saying, "This is how you're going to spend your summer." You know, and, and it was such an eclectic mix. You know, people didn't really kind of curate stuff back then. So it was like, you know, Sophie's Choice, Jagged Edge, and Halloween. And I'm, I'm like, nice. <laughs> Those are <laughs> incredible films. <laughs> um, it's an education. You know, yeah, exposed to every type, every every type of film. Uh, so there was a point when, you know, I was doing advertising and marketing for a while, and, and we were on a photo shoot for a client, and my friend Aaron uh, was our, our photographer for the photo shoot. And at one point I said, hey, why don't we – you know, just move from still photography into moving, you know, make this video and, and shoot a few short films and just see how it comes along. Because I really wanted, I, I, I just always thought I want to make a movie, you know, even right. Um, and I didn't know a ton about short films at the time, to be honest, like back in 2015, when we started, I knew there was that medium, but I hadn't seen a, a lot of them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I said, that's, the smartest way for us to start is in the short film, you know, kind of category and, and we'll see what we can do. Um, and our first short film, unfortunately, was just way too ambitious and you know, learned a lot about it. It was I, I mean, it has a lot of good qualities to it and it got accepted into one film festival. So like that was a big win. And, you know, we, we were like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> but you probably learned a whole lot. Oh, yeah, sure. That. It's like a graduate. You have to just do it. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we with each short film, we got better. Uh, and, and I say that because not necessarily about the product, because, you know, when people watch your films, it's all it, it really is so subjective, you know, whether or not you you, you might have done something in the film that offended someone or you, mm -hmm. you shot something in a certain way that someone didn't like it, it. It happened. So what I just wanted to make sure was with every short film, we were we were getting better technically and, you know, execution wise, creatively, story wise. Are we learning? Um, and we just got to a point where. You know, tethered the short film was such a, such a success that uh, we decided, you know, let's start creating feature length screenplays from some of these short films, some of these right. ideas. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we did that with Drawn to Fear. Uh, we did that with Tethered. Uh, we started to do it with a short film that we had put out called Psychopath that was picked up by, that you can watch that on Alter. Oh, uh, the title. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good word. <laughs> Um, and tethered was the one that made sense for us to, you know, so at one point we said, let's just, let's shoot a feature film. We're going to do it independently. Cause you're pitching all these studios, these ideas like, Hey, and we developed some really strong contacts. I mean, we had, I'm not, I'm not going to name drop, but we had some strong contacts out there. People that were really interested in what we were doing short. Steven film Spielberg. Yes. Just say it. <laughs> all right. Fine. fine. I'll just say it. Um, so, you know, but they were all very much like, you know, we were saying, hey, give us kind of in short, give us the money to shoot a, a feature film. Like, well, that's not really how it works. <laughs> just yeah. give us the money. <laughs> you know, we haven't. And it was constantly response was like, have you guys done a feature yet? And it's like, well, no, because we don't have the money right. to do a feature. Uh, so, you know, Tether came about because I said at one point, let's just let's get the money, you know, privately. Let's let's see if we can figure out how much we need to actually shoot this film as a feature length film. Um, and then we went out just to people that we knew that had money, people that were, you know, that were interested in what we were doing. And we, 
cobbled together this huge team of investors, private investors, mm-hmm. um, and then we shot Tethered. Wow. So, so that's a lot of the filmmaking is just money, getting the money, getting it done. Right. It's, Mark it, does it, this. <laughs> well, I know. It's the Hate. part I can't do. Oh, it's like yeah. I don't like selling myself oh. or being a schmoozer. Oh. It's just yeah. never been me. Yeah. yeah. But that's what you have to have that or a person on your team that knows how to do that as, an, as a good, you know, as a natural talker and can really play it, play it up and then get the funds. Mm. But you need the funds. So, for instance, like you know, any feature, even one that's low budget, still costs a lot of money. Even if you're doing a, you know, how long was the shoot for this? Uh, we shot it in. I got to make sure that I get this right because I, I always round up. I say like two weeks, and it was it was roughly two weeks. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So weeks. that's quick cranking out a, a feature, a ninety feature minute film weeks. in fourteen yeah. days. Yeah. You know, too quick, too quick. You yeah. know, we, we were we got you know. Again, we knew we were jump from the short film into the feature, and it was, I, you know, we talked about like let's let's be cautious. We're gonna hit bumps in the road here when we're shooting this. We're gonna expect things to happen that we weren't expecting, but it was just so again very ambitious. To like looking back on it, you know, we had such so many shots to do in a very specific, in a short amount of time every day. And, you know, we all love it. Like our group was, you know, the, the, we were all still there. We've known each other for so long. We're like family. So that was right. good going in that we all knew each other so well, but we started grading on each other. And, you know, there was, yeah. <laughs> we do that on the short films. And I was like, it was going to get bad. And yeah. <laughs> um, but two weeks, that's not, that's, you know, there's, I've, I've been on shoots that lasted for, way long and you you know it's not just grading it's uh it's way <laughs> worse <laughs> it's a murderous rage that you start feeling towards these but yeah i mean did you get in those two weeks did you get everything you wanted or do you feel like you were able to grab all the shots you needed you know day day one we were behind the eight ball right well yeah i mean we now we we're gonna so at one point, yeah, I think day two, we picked up what we needed to from day one. Then we were rearranging some of the schedule. And and so we started, like, I think we evened out at a certain point around day three or day four, but we were still behind one scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at the end, I'd say we could have used, definitely could have used, like, another week. We right. It wasn't yeah. in the money. It just didn't have the money to do it. Um, and. You know, I'm going to bring this up real quick because our group has constantly talked about this since we finished Tethered and went through distribution. And uh, But, you know, we said when people see this out there, when cr- critics see the movie, um, even when audiences see the movie, there's kind of a large group out there that just don't address the independent film, the budget, the time constraints, everything that we were kind of up against. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling everyone, well, it doesn't matter. You know, the, the critics don't care about that. The audience usually doesn't care about that because they're paying the same ticket price that they would for a big studio film. So yeah, they right. get to, to say, you know, the, the shots look like shit or, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's it's okay. okay. We're right. podcast. You can say any humanity yeah, yeah. you'd like. So the acting, you know, was a little, uh, and this, it's, it's like, well, yeah, we have a ton of excuses to give you because of the time mm-hmm. constraints and the budget. But, you know, we just... Yeah, we hope that there are, there are people like you guys that understand independent filmmaking, and there's a huge audience out there that understands it as well. Oh so yeah, a little more forgiving. Yes, but, yeah. You know, you just can't 
we can't go out there saying, hey, guys, remember, this is, you know, we shot this, like, very little money and very little time. <laughs> exactly. If I'm out there and I'm the asshole, I would say, well, why did you shoot it in the first place then? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it still should be good. Yeah, it should be good. It should still have three Spider-Mans in it. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but see, I, I think that's what I love about indie films in general. I like seeing the constraint. I like seeing, like, yeah. your very small cast. Yeah. Your location. Like, to me, I think it's even more innovative to see what someone can do with no money. And sometimes you'll see a, a great indie film, and then the next person's film with more money isn't as good because they didn't have right. that intensity of planning every shot and keeping it really tight. There's there's some sort of passion inside that that I think sometimes misses when you don't have that, even though I, I'm sure you would be able to make things right. <laughs> and even when filmmakers do have the budget or have more of a budget, they choose to sort of restrain their their locations. And, and we, we call it isolation horror. I guess everybody it, calls yeah. it that. But it's like the idea that you're trapped somehow in one location that that's a that's a genre that we we love but it's also a uh, a genre that f that makes a film a little bit easier to make <laughs> yeah. yeah like if you have a film that takes place in one room with two actors you know that that can really amp up your drama and it can challenge you in ways to make this film without having to resort to the a car chase or a helicopter blowing up against the side of a building but you you know, you get that added drama in there, but you also get a break in your budget, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. To your point, like, it, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it, it becomes very intimate, which is one thing. Mm -hmm. If you look at, like, any of our past short films, everything is kind of isolated. Yeah. Are. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're, even with the next feature film that we're probably going to work on, it's, it's again, going to be minimal past, minimal location. Um, and I love that. I love, because... Just me, for me personally, when I'm watching films like that, I, I feel like I become more kind of connected to what's happening. I can kind of fall into the story a little bit more. But to your yeah. point, you have to be a lot more creative with some of the shots that you're getting and how you're doing things. Um, so it's it's a two-way street, but that, I love those types of films. Yeah, you yeah, get a feel for the location. Yeah. You get a feel for the geometry of your of your mm -hmm. set and your 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 blocking becomes you know okay we're in this room we're in that room when you're in this room you have one sort of way to show that room and then you have another way to show this other room and it it sort of defines the space and I think films a lot of films sort of forget that that um, how how it makes you feel it's not like a not so much a disorienting but it's the opposite of disorienting it's orienting where you yeah. know where you are in the house you know exactly yeah. where you are now so when you have a threat that comes into the story or a or a you know the other element that the outside element that comes in to to shake things up you you feel the fear of the person cuz you know where they are in the house you know where that sound came from you're you're familiar in that space yeah. so that's we we talk a lot about John Carpenter and the movie the thing which oh. is a you know yeah. a great um, that, <laughs> that's just so a classic yeah. example right there but in uh, tethered, it was it was similar because you have a you have somebody who is isolated. But the interesting thing is, you kind of don't know why really, and there's a mystery to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you, it's one of those things that as you watch it, it reveals reveals why. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Where did the story well, come from? Uh, you know, so when when our group sits around, we brainstorm. So this has to go back to 2016 when we were in pre-production on the short film for Tethered. We brainstormed like next ideas and we start throwing out, you know, hey, this is what I thought of. This is what I thought of. And um, 
there was uh, a, an evening when I brought, you know, I was kind of just reading about mythology and, and the sirens. And, and I right. said, it kind of would, it would be interesting as if there was this kid walking on a railroad track and on the other side of the railroad track is like this forest and he hears something, you know, like a singing, some sort of like melodic tune that's calling to him. I was just modernizing, you know, what was that? And so what if we just start off on something like that? And then the next thing I, I, I we hear, like we were talking about it. And, uh, and I think Jeff was the one was like, what if he had, you know, he was he, the, the kid didn't have one of his senses. Like what if he was deaf or blind or something? And, and we start, started rolling with that and could the story be stronger? And then, I forget who it was that brought in him having to have a rope. And I want to know about who thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> strange, strange um, little addition that totally like intrigues and, and makes for the great hook. Like, you're yeah, like, what yeah. The I, rope? I don't, I can't remember who specifically <laughs> brought the rope up because, you know, you, everybody kind of runs so with the idea and we start saying, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do this and all you can do this. That's really funny. Down on the whiteboard. And, and then, you know, I mean, I think there was a point where we even stopped and we were like, eh, it's not going to happen. That's my <laughs> Start over. The cannibal we were talking about earlier. But then you keep going back to it and then you're like, well, maybe this is a good idea. We got something there. Like, Keep thinking about it. Yeah. So that's how that that's how it started. That's how Tether the story started. Um, well, we yeah. don't want to do spoiler. First of all, we don't want to do spoilers because it's a new film. We want people to see it. You can do but, a little right. light spoily. You like, can give us a little plot synopsis, you know, so we can talk. You know, so if you do that, that'd be great. But for we want to we want to make sure people watch this and and that yes. they don't you know that they feel like you know there's there is a mystery to this film that's answered and you get to you get to go through the process with the characters. It does you know you don't know what's going on exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, uh, you know, it's hard for me to to talk. Yeah, I want to talk about spoilers, but you know, no, we don't want to give spoilers away. First of all, I'd say like this film, one of the things that I struggled with was because if you look again, you look back at our past short films and the kind of stories we do, they fall into the horror genre. We haven't ever really done a lot of uh, gore, blood, guts, you know, that's just not, the, those aren't the stories that we've created. They're, they're very right. much more suspense thriller kind of draw them out and then you know you have a little bit of horror elements kind of thrown into it mixed in um and that was definitely that's definitely tethered i mean it's uh when we were acquired by gravitas for the north american release uh we we had some conversations about how it's going to be marketed and you know this is you fall you kind of yeah. some traps on how you're marketing this thing that, that i might necessarily i may disagree with on how we're putting this out there um, but you know, you you trust that this is being done the right way, right? Now, you being in a marketing background, yeah. <laughs> how did you? What would you have said about their marketing um, versus what your idea for the marketing would have been? All right, so so for me, and and I think you'll understand this too. It's uh, <laughs> I'm not necessarily looking at sales. I'm right. you know, which I think that they are probably looking yeah. at sales, uh, which of always yes, totally yeah, right. I absolutely understand. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at, hey, well, let's just make sure that when we get viewers after they see some promos and stuff, when we get viewers in that audience, that they're not going in with a different set of expectations than what right. they're mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and we we all thought of a, a film. Oh, my gosh. I don't know when it came out. Um, it comes at night. You guys all see that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You guys remember the trailer that came out for that? 
I do. Yes. It, it was, was not the movie. Intense, right. And, and then we go oh, see the movie and they're like, I, so I, I walked away. I, I still love the movie and I, all our, our whole film group went to see it together. And there was just a lot of discussion afterwards and a lot of expectations on what it was going to be versus mm -hmm. what it was. Yeah. Um, right. And it was funny because I, we, we, our group talked about that. And then we talked, you know, now we're with Tethered and everything. And I was like, uh, I'm just, I'm not saying that <laughs> what they've done is wrong. I'm just saying, you know, eh, maybe if I, if I was in charge, I might have marketed it a little bit of a different way. Would you have right. marketed it like, because I feel like the marketing from, from the poster, because I do movie posters too, movie posters yeah. and TV. I thought the poster was very true to yeah. what the um, film felt like, a very gritty and very, you know, in the moment. Um, it felt very indie, you know, it wasn't like this big polished thing. It had this kind of like intriguing rope around this kid. Like, what is it? Is he being, you know, what's happening here? You know? Right. Um, and I thought the trailer uh, was pretty much on the same path. I think it, it amped it up a little bit more supernatural than it ultimately felt. Yeah. But, um, it is a very grounded little film. Like you said, just some overtones. So what did you think they missed? Like, do you think? I think that, I, I think that, you know, we had cut a trailer early on um, that we presented to them that was a whole lot more, I, I feel like, parallel with the film, which was it didn't give a lot away at all. You know, right, set the tone right. for the kind of the shots, the atmosphere shots, uh, set the stage for a couple of characters. You're not sure what's happening. You're not giving anything away. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. that's, that's the bulk of the film is, you know, you're trying to figure what's out happening? what yeah. the hell is going on here. Like, but yeah. there's something. Right here um so we wanted it a lot more like without questions answered you, even if you look right. at the log line um i don't know if there, there there might be some specific words that i don't know if i would be using to describe it but uh, again oh. I don't know, who the hell am i to be talking about it you know this is, this is well uh, you know you, we, we, <laughs> you're you make a movie, movie you're we, in marketing <laughs> yeah, yeah right you have to say but as soon as gravitas gets involved they yeah. you know they have to stick there you know, they're, they're, they're two cents in They're They're distributing it. So it's just, you know, you have to sort of bend a little bit, but that's tough, especially yeah. when you want it to do it a certain yeah. way, you know, yeah. it's classic. Well, filmmaking it's internal problem. too, because we, you know, I, when I get a, an assignment to work on a movie or a TV show, I have my ideas about it and we'll send it back to them and they'll be like, mm, no. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so you're, yeah. you're still going back and forth and then the filmmakers have to look at it and they don't like it or they do like it. So there are a lot of layers in trying to yeah. satisfy everyone. <laughs> Yeah, and they, and they have been phenomenal. They really have through the entire process. They've been great, fantastic with getting it out there, putting the word out. Um, really great. It, it was yeah. just, you know, again, subjective opinion on how we should maybe approach some things. But I really just kind of took a back seat and said, yeah, the, these guys know better than me. This is my first, you know, feature film. Who are we to say? You're like the dream client. Well, <laughs> it's like, you're also really it's like no one ever says that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're a cool distribution company too. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. when I see Gravitas Ventures come up. Yeah. I know it's going to be of a certain quality. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. okay, it's going to be a good independent film. So I yeah, thought that we, was a that's a good catch. I was know, yeah, we very excited. We were very excited when we heard that they were interested. Um, yeah. And you know, when we closed that deal with them, it, it was amazing. It, it, it especially amazing that they were willing to release it in theaters. That was a big deal for us. Um, you know, yeah. in the independent feature film so cool. market. Yeah. We had a lot of friends and knew a lot of people that were getting deals done, but it was going straight to VOD or, yeah. right. you know, minimal PR, uh, yeah. you know, and even on the financial side, 
not a whole lot up front. Um, and so the deal we got was really good. So, you know, it makes you think like, oh, I think that maybe, you know, we believe in our film. Maybe we really have something here because they're treating us mm -hmm. like more special than some of these other people. You do have something. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. let me, uh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, you do have something special and that's, you know, mm -hmm. why, why I want to promote it. Um, but going back to the film, did you shoot it in uh, North Carolina? We did all in the, the same location, um, same location. We shot the short film, privately owned land, over 400 acres of land out there. Just wow. Nice. Wow undeveloped that's amazing yeah well it definitely comes through in the movie it feels like you're really out in the wilds like did you yeah. guys you didn't obviously camp out you probably went to a hotel or something and well, did all that kind of, of a thing or with the exception of kareem and alexandra who had to fly out from la everyone else was local in north carolina that's that's another uh, thing mm -hmm. that i would try to do with our our films is we're always trying to keep everything local here in north carolina and not to say mm -hmm. that we wouldn't cast or bring people from other places but shooting in North Carolina is kind of a priority for me. Um, I just, I, I feel like there's so much in this state that can be used as a backdrop or as a setting for films. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got nothing against California. I just, this is where I am. And I feel yeah. like I, I need to do here. Well, and it uh, felt unique. Like, you know, when you see locations yeah. like that, you're, you're yeah. so used to seeing California in so many you know, and New York and you know, you're, you, you don't even realize how you're used to seeing these environments till you see a movie like, you know, tethered where you're like, well, this is, this is an interesting new environment. I haven't seen film that often. Yeah. And, um, and I think a lot of the, uh, like, because your film was kind of, you know, a smaller indie film, you, you did some great casting and like those actors just killing yes. it. And that, that yeah. I think is what really helps because it doesn't even matter about budget. If you have the actors that really bring it home, yeah. Like, where did you find these these actors? Because they were fantastic. So Jared uh, Lawfrey, who plays uh, you know grown up Solomon, he was in the short film when we did it back in 2017. And you know I've I've worked all the people we've worked with in short the short films that we've done. I've loved them all. Jared, I especially loved his. It, it, so he good. brought it to the short film. He was amazing in it, and I was like, if we ever do tethered as a feature, we've got to bring him back and <laughs> play Solomon. So. When he found out we were doing it, he was so excited. He's been, you know, he's going that route of he's. Uh, I think he's doing a little bit of acting, but he's going to do some writing. He wants to do some producing, so he's just, you know, not gone fully committed to it. Um, so he was really excited, had the time to commit to us. Brody Bet, who played Little Solomon, was great. He's got and he's super talented. He, he already has like a background of things that he's doing. Um, and I think that we met him, I think we did a local post because at one point we said we need, we're casting, you know, for this. Um, and his mother reached out representing him and, and it just worked out. Um, mm. Alexandra, who, oh my God, she was, you know, so you, you work all of all that you were working on short films and stuff. We've all, we work with kind of actors that, you know, don't have a ton of film experience. Um, so she was our first real, like, <laughs> veteran. Christine, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, of course, Baywatch. I mean, she's been yeah. in tons of Hell no. Well, and, and John Carpenter's one of my favorite all time. Yeah. You know, of course. Ours too, yeah. 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 So How good. could he not be? <laughs> so yeah. I, I felt like that just that one degree of separation now that Alexandra's been I'm in. Like, yeah. <laughs> she was amazing. Like, you know, she, you know, she nailed every time we did a take she didn't mess she never messed up like never messed up like just <laughs> nailed it every time it was like oh, work for her um so he was amazing to work with kareem was incredible we met him through alexandra mm. uh, to cast oh. 
And uh, that was amazing. That was amazing. We were, um, we were just so impressed with him and, and he was so much fun to have on set. And he was actually, he and Jared were the ones on set the longest, obviously yeah. in the film. So they have the most parts and most dialogue. Um, but they were on set the longest with us. Uh, we had, um, I was trying to, we had like, like an RV for the actors, like, you know, it's, uh, that they could spend time in on set because when we shot this in January of 2021, so it's freezing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, so we're all bundled up constantly out there <laughs> for the actors that come. Poor through. actors. Jared, right. Jared was the worst. Like he was, he'd be sitting there just like shivering, you know, between takes and everything. Uh, Someone would give him a blanket. Uh, <laughs> but so everybody did have to mark to your point. Everybody did have to drive away from the set, like for that night. And then, you know, we're all back there the next morning early to start the next day. Uh, but I don't think anybody was further than maybe, I think I drove the furthest. I had to drive close to an hour. Uh, to and from the location every day, mm. but everything else is maybe about thirty minutes, twenty or thirty minutes away. Wow, that's great. Sounds yeah. like L.A. <laughs> yeah, any time <laughs> anywhere, it's forty-five minutes. This yeah. is how it works. Is it forty-five minutes everywhere? <laughs> every yeah. time. Oh, so you, you shot it in January 2021, obviously in the middle of the pandemic. So you had to deal with all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, post took, I guess you know, most of 2021. Or when when um, did you get it? Uh, you know, the distribution deal, how long did yes. that take, you know, after you post shot took, it? Post took uh, longer than we anticipated, uh, <laughs> editing wise, you know, it, it, <laughs> the reality is, is that I, I, we all have day jobs, you know, so this is something that we oh. do in the evenings, on the weekends, we took like all of us took vacation days to shoot the film. Uh, and so, you know, once everything was done uh, and it went to Jeremy to start editing, it was just, you know, life life throwing curveballs saying like, you know, well, you can't work on it this weekend and we're going to get a sound file from this weekend. So that took longer than we anticipated. We really thought that we were going to kind of turn around the film and post like three to four months and be done, you know, and, and have it shot <laughs> like June. Yeah. Yes, we, yeah. Got, we got it done. Just edit it together. <laughs> yeah. Post, post-production is always oh really God. quick and easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's uh, always a question of money too. It's like, you feel like, Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's oh this extra stuff. Like, Oh, we need a little extra money for this or, you know, that was, yeah, that was definitely color grading, uh, special effects. We needed extra, you know, like we had, we had some budget left that we had set aside for color grading, special effects. Um, we, we'd already had our, our sound designer, um, you know, part of the project, everybody else, you know, our editors, producers, myself, um, costume designer, our PA, um, we were doing this, you know, just nobody was getting paid. We're just, we're just out there right. just wanting to love. Your future. Just for the love of it. Yeah. Just for the love of it. <laughs> so, and it still uh, costs money, even though no one's being paid. What is right, this? right. How's that happen? So it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. We, where so did it all go? This money, where did that money go? <laughs> yeah. We didn't get any of it. Color grading, very expensive. Biggest mystery in the entertainment industry. (laughs) But, you know, making a movie and then, like, getting it done and then getting the distribution, that that is so rare for so many smaller films. You know, they make a movie, it just sort of goes away in a file, and it's never really seen by a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, So getting it distributed and getting it shown at theaters, that's like a a home run, you know, for you as far as the back end of it, which is great. One of our, I know. Th- thank you. We, uh, one of our investors um, who came aboard, I, I didn't know him. Um, it, it was a friend of mine, well, actually a coworker of mine, who said, "Hey, you should talk to this friend of mine. I, I've known him since high school. We went to high school together, and he's out in LA. He's done. He's done a film before." 
And so I called him up when we were in pre-production on Tethered. And I told him, this is what we're doing. We're, we're trying to find investors. And I started this conversation with him. Um, and he was actually the one that knew Alexandra that got us mm -hmm. with her. Uh, but he, he's been kind of our mentor through this process. And, and he kept encouraging us. He's been so great and positive. Um, and one of the things he mentioned was, you know, you, you have these hurdles. He was like, you know, the first you're, you're getting past all these people that, you know, said, I want to do a movie. So let me first, I got to write a screenplay. And he was like, all right, so you finished the screenplay, that hurdle one. It was like, now you got to find a cast and get someone with just a name in it. And there's yeah. hurdle two. Now go shoot it or, you know, get the money for it. There's hurdle three. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll go shoot it. There's hurdle four. And then it gets into those parts that you were bringing up, Mark, which was, can you, can you actually sell this thing now? You know, can it, will it be picked up by a distributor? Mm. And will it actually play anywhere? Will people be interested in it? And, and we just kind of kept going and checking all these boxes. And so in the end, he was so happy and thrilled that, you know, that we were able to do this. And he keeps yeah. calling it the, the less than 1%. He was like, it's got to be less than 1% out there yeah. that start this endeavor that get it. Absolutely. I've gotten it. So I'm yeah. super proud of that, you know, in and of itself for everybody that was involved for our group. And um, it's amazing. It's, it's, and it's it really is. thrilling. Yeah. And also it gets you, once you get that, you get that over that last hurdle and the movie's out there, it's like, oh, now it opens up more doors from possibly making another feature. And maybe right. it's yeah. a little bit bigger. But so that's what you're yeah. doing. So uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your uh, next uh, project or do you want to, is that uh, under wraps? Sure. No, no, it's, it's, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, in so during the process of selling the tethered, we we met a few different people, and we had a producer that was really interested in in the film and the style. Um, she commented on on the vision and, and said, you know, that she had seen a lot of different films, and that vision is kind of what they look for as far as you know. Can can she pull together investors or a studio to get behind mm -hmm. something? Um, and really liked what she saw in Tethered. Uh, so there's that relationship. There's the, the pre-existing relationship that we had with um, the name I'm not going to bring up. Uh, <laughs> the, film, you know, the feature film helped. So we, we know that when we're done with this next project, getting financing, I think, is going to be a lot easier this time. Mm -hmm. um, and this next project, again, you guys can expect kind of isolation horror. Uh, this time, I, I think that with this, the way we're playing this story out, you can bill it straight up as a horror. There's going to be yay. There's going to be <laughs> My a, favorite. Yeah, there will be gore. There will, there will be, be gore. There will be gore. Yes, there will be uh, it, it, the way it's shaping up now. I mean, I, I'm I'm super excited to move on to this, and uh, I, you know, I've already been talking to Cooper, who uh, he's writing it right now. He's part of our group, and we're we're almost there at the end of it. And uh, it's just, I'm so excited about it. it it's, I think it's going to, it's going to do well, but we, we you cool. know, lots of scares, lots of, lots, just more horror involved, but it still is not straying away from kind of what we have done in the past. Right. Kind of character based. Well, right. We look forward to that. When yeah. You'll come back on out. the podcast and talk about it. Absolutely. And by then you can mention this mysterious person. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. There's there. You know, I have met some people. I, I, I totally wish I could name drop some of these people, but like, there are some people that I that were they're pretty big. You know, in in the horror genre, director wise, and 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 I've been ghosted by them too. Like, like great, oh yeah, 30, 45 minute one on one conversation. 
Oh yeah. I, text you, email me your stuff. And, and then there's this correspondence and all of a sudden, no. Oh God. Yeah. Just, uh, me to too. Hollywood. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that's so it. That is, that? um, yeah, that's, that's an LA yeah. industry thing. I, I mean, don't it's like, like it. you get so, it's awful. It sucks. Anyone that way. It's terrible. Yeah, st- stick with your group. You've got yeah. a solid yeah. group. You know, Leave you Hollywood a movie. out of it. <laughs> Stay, keep it small. Keep it intimate. I mean, yeah. seriously. You know. So is horror your genre? Is that going to be your genre? It is. I, I mean, I, I've grown up a horror fan. Like that's, I love that. That, I lo- also love science fiction. Science fiction. And so if you combine horror with science fiction, like movies like Sunshine, oh, Oh yeah, my oh my that's God. my okay. thing. I, I'm the sci-fi guy. Ka- oh. Kathy is and Kathy and Mark. I think are the horror. I will watch anything horror, anything. I don't care. So when I see a movie like Tethered, like I'll watch so much garbage, and then Tethered, I'm like, where did this come from? Like this is a what? And so you see like the little gems, and that's why I love it so much because there's I'm a the lot sport, of that I'm horror, but also guy. Watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> musical sports sports, sports movies. Music. Mark really likes. This. No, I'm kidding. Rudy, but well, here's a question I always like to ask: um, what What are the films that inspired you? What are the What are your? I, I hate to say, what are your favorite movies? But what are the What are the movies that when you were younger watching movies that you maybe watched them over and over, and that's what you were, maybe that that thing clicked in your head? It's like I want to do that. <laughs> uh, Halloween for sure. For yeah. sure, Halloween, and actually, I'm going to be one of those rare people. You, you guys, as as you guys, if you guys are all Carpenter fans, you're going to be. <laughs> I prefer Halloween two. Halloween two is my favorite Halloween. Oh, oh. I, I personally liked when they introduced the, the you know the fact that Laurie was his sister. I liked knowing the motivation behind Michael Myers. <laughs> right. you know that Carpenter says like he was like ah, I was shit when we were just throwing it together for the studio, like, <laughs> like really just to get something together. I was like, well, I think you guys stumbled on something good. And isolation, you know, you're putting her in that hospital. Like, mm-hmm. I thought there were some of the coolest shots in that film. Yeah. The the tension that was built in that. That's funny. I just, I, so Halloween 2, I've watched over and over and over. And I still try to, like, get my group, like, every year around August. <laughs> I send them a specific scene, and I'm like, this is why Halloween 2 is so great. I love that. Well, that, that movie has grown with a lot of respect. I mean, when it first yeah. came out, I remember seeing it in a theater and it was, you know, like we walked out, ah, you know, whatever. We, it was not what we expected. It was sort of like another splasher movie. Right. It, I didn't like it at all. But now I watched it a few years ago. So this is a lot better. New than appreciation. I so I think, yeah. New yeah. Grew. For sure. yeah. For sure. And you realize how hard it is when you see other people trying to make Halloween, like the latest Halloween movies. And oh, yeah. I'm not a fan of those because I feel like they... They totally missed the point. I feel yeah. like what Carpenter was doing. Yes. So it's right. not an easy feat. They everybody goes, "Oh, I could make that," and then you go, "No, you really can't." No, you can't. <laughs> we, you know, when Hall, I think was it Halloween Kill? No, Halloween Kills is this the one that just came out or the yeah? Ones? Okay, so the one before that that came out in 2018. Yeah, just um, Halloween, right? Yeah, how, just yeah. Halloween, right? Yeah. yeah. So and they were ignoring part two. Yeah, They're just yeah. Picking up from you know the first one. Mm-hmm. And the first issue I had was when they, when you could see more of, and I get that, you know, you could see more of Michael Myers' his face. Right. He was in, the, and I'm like, why are you sh-? like, you can't do that. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. No, you just Nobody. Yeah. lift this them away. What are yeah. you doing? And then and in the second one, they show he's just an old dude, like an old man. I'm like, I did not want to see that. I don't want to see Michael Myers as some aging geriatric killer. Uh, the body count checklist. This is like how many people. 
just it was too much it was ridiculous yeah. it was just stupid anyway. it was like a friday the 13th version of halloween yeah. it was so all that, so yeah i mean bert to your point like any of those like uh classic 80s horror films yes friday uh, 13th, the best Halloween, sleepaway camp so there's yeah. some, <laughs> sleepaway there's camp some really bad stuff right but like campy kind of corny things and um and but you can find some good stuff from those films and and i watched them so many times and yeah. uh if you guys ever i'll send you uh drawn to fear which was our short film this i think it was it was the second short film we did oh yeah and for sure that 80s kind of vibe from it uh oh that, cool that one and uh so 80s horror inspired me i mean if you name it i've <laughs> probably seen it and i've yeah. probably watched it way too many times <laughs> You can never watch it enough of it. I think you're in the um, you're in the right room. We're yeah. yes. Oh, 80s we met. Give it to me. <laughs> Happy Even, Burke like, and I. Outside of horror, I was talking to my friend Cooper. Cooper and I are like kind of the film trivia aficionados in our group. And and I said, if you look at some of the just the films that were shot in the 80s, like there's there's just something about the acting and the stories that were just better. At times, than, than the majority of than the, than the whole of what's being put out today. Like enough with the reboots, enough with the right, yeah, big studio production stuff. Like we're missing something that yeah. used to exist then. It's supposed to be small. Yeah. When they yeah, try what big, it just becomes Halloween Kills, and it's just garbage. <laughs> and we like to kind of explore what is that? What is that element? You know, it's yeah. like um, I I'm a big fan of '70s films. I love the '70s crime dramas mm -hmm. and. Yeah. And I try to, it's, it's, so often I try to, th I watch these films for the millionth time, and I'm like, what the hell is it about? What is the <laughs> ingredient yeah. in this thing? You know, what is it? And and with the 80s horror films, it's like, it's not it's not a simple, it's 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 not a simple thing like some people will say, oh, well, it's because of this. You know, it now yeah. it's, it's a whole, it's a, weird yeah. it's a mixture of the times the the just what's coming through the actors because they were living in those times you know there's yeah. there's so many elements that's why it's so hard to when people say oh let's make a movie that's like an homage to the 80s or the 70s or whatever and then they they put all the tropes in there they put the costumes in there they have the music yeah. they have the right sunglasses they have the Almost period right. details but it doesn't <laughs> yeah. get it some yeah. somehow fake, i think 80s fake yeah. 80s <laughs> you can tell that you know like i'll yeah. still watch any of those kind of the, the oh totally the oh yeah yeah couldn't keep me yeah. away yeah <laughs> i'll still watch it well, go well, that wasn't as good as I, it could have been but i don't care i'll watch it yeah there are some, well, we can... I, I was gonna say there, there are some recent you know it's modern films that kind of have that flavor i think uh modern horror stuff and i remember when i saw it follows that yeah it out to me like I, I was like this is this is unique. This is visionary. Yeah. This is different. And this has got something that yeah. that that we were just talking about. Like it has that yeah. something special that you it's can't true. really describe what it is. It's just, yeah. What is it? <laughs> well, we have a few films that we go on and on about. Like I always bring up Hereditary. I think that you know oh, that yeah. that movie got so much hype. I didn't want to see it. I was like, no, it's not the new. It. It's not the new the, Exorcist. What is that? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not the new Rosemary's Baby. Sorry. But then I watched it and I was like, this is the new Exorcist. This is a really deep, Powerful rich stuff. film full of so much stuff. I had to watch it like five times. Yeah. And, and you know, there's other smaller films. You know, we, we talk about Mike Flanagan and, and uh, things like, mm -hmm. you know, Absentia and uh, a few other films that are, 
you know, on a smaller scale, like street level horror, I guess. Very character driven. Yeah. Um, small, lo- very limited location. Um, kind of like what when you, were you discover about. those. That's yeah. Like the, the essence of oh, it. Yeah. You discover that. We met years ago because we all watched and just happened to talk about over lunch at work, Evil Dead 2. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. like, oh. And when you meet other horror fans, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> People. And you just yeah. instantly right, latch right. on. You know? All right. So. <laughs> Mark and I were in uh, Army of Darkness. We were actually angry peasants in Ar- Army of Darkness. So we weren't. Are you kidding? Are you... Sam um, Sam yeah. Raimi yelled at Burke. Well, yeah, that's my one of my favorite Hollywood stories. It kind of sums up my whole career and my whole life. Actually, was I was right? He put me in the front because we were friends, and you know, friends of friends and all that. He put me right in the front, and so I'm up there going ah, ash, you know, throwing fake potatoes at, at Bruce Campbell and all. And uh, and they stopped. And as a director, I have so much respect for Sam Raimi because he actually took the time to come over and say very politely, um, you know, what if we move you to the back? Like, just move you to the back. And it was very delicately done. And I and it took me a little while. And I'm like, whoa! I just got I just got put. In the back, <laughs> in your place, <laughs> because I wasn't really selling the the rage, you know, the peasant rage. Aww. You know, I was I was so probably sad. just like, <laughs> yeah, that is, that is you bad. felt. <laughs> so it was a heartbreaking story. Actually, yeah. it's heartbreaking. That's awesome for me. I mean, Army Darkness is one of my favorite films. <laughs> it, it is. It just because we were already the group that I grew up with. We were already horror fans. We were being Dungeons and Dragons guys. We played cool. <laughs> So it's like, still around. Yeah. Combination yeah. with Army of Darkness, where it was like, oh my God, did you guys see this? Did you guys see perfect film? Yeah. So that was insane. It's, it, so I was going to bring up Evil Dead 2. I remember this. I was talking to Cooper about this too recently, uh, where I, I remember seeing Evil Dead, and then I saw, and then when Evil Dead 2 came out, I saw that. Loved that. I, I love both of them. Yeah. Um, as a kid, or what, however old I was when, when I was watching it, I remember thinking, this is what happened in Evil Dead. Like what they're showing. Yeah. It was very weird. Right? Okay, well, so it wasn't just me. I thought it was nah. like, it's not really It a was sequel. the first it's kind reboot. Of a remake with yeah. a little sequel added yeah. on at the end. Right. Okay. So that's we were just talking about that. The movies that are called whatever two, but they're actually just a remake of the first one because now the director has a little bit more money and like let's really make it now. Let's and really I make it. And I thought it really them. was an improvement. I thought yeah. they really nailed like the I love the first one too, but the yeah. second one you're like this is what the movie they wanted to make. Like this is what they tell. wanted to make. Yeah. And this that comedy what... element inside of the horror was just so great. Yeah. And just the over the top. That was one of the first things. They were there was sort of a little cross pollination with some of the Coen brothers vibe in there too. So you have all that those speeding cameras speeding through and people going, ah you know, and just yeah. that that nuts. relentless nutty yeah. over the topness of it, which you know yeah. the, the what we call the joy of filmmaking, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dan, we could talk for hours about. The we'll just keep talking about movies. Yeah. I know. It's so yeah. Fun. No. Well, we'd love to have you on again. We can, you can just come on and we can just talk about you know 
our favorite films or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We haven't we haven't even scratched the surface. Oh my yes. god! Yes, yes. <laughs> we're really uh, excited for Tethered. I, I'm so glad it's yes. doing well and it's out there in the world and it, it you got it done and it's very exciting. I can't wait to see what you guys do next. And it's a cool yes. movie. It's a it's a movie that our viewers I think really really yeah. like. And you know if you're watching, you need to see it. It's a yeah, good one. Check it out. Yeah, and it's not and too gory. So if you're afraid it? of that, it's not bad. Right. Yeah. Right. Like. That's what I would say to people is, hey, don't, yeah. Don't worry. Logical drama, suspense, horror. There's some, you know, horror elements in it. But yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's a thinker and we intended it for it to be a thinker. And I think, you know, the mystery there is there. Um, there's little hints throughout to kind of help along the way. Yeah. It's there. You do. You do want to talk about it afterwards with yeah. people. That's a that's a movie. In fact, that's after a, this, we want to talk about it for a second. Yeah. Yeah. So don't <laughs> don't, don't don't leave. Don't yeah. don't go away. We're gonna do the outro, and end end the podcast, and then you hang out and we'll talk. We'll we'll dish all the uh, scandal stuff at that point. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so that was uh, Dan Robinette. Thanks very much, Thank and you don't so forget much. to you know like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, check out all our videos. So uh, Dan, hang yeah. with us, and uh, see you guys later. Bye. Thanks so much Bye. for joining us. <laughs> this is the Cinemondo Podcast signing off. <laughs>